0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wholehearted Healer Podcast. My name is Dr. Avian Banish. I'm your host, and I want to wish each of you a happy new year. We have leapt across the threshold into 2022, and I think that this week, as humans, for most of us, we are reflecting. We're reflecting. We're looking ahead. We're taking stock. Some some of you may write down resolutions or intentions. Um, Others may have sworn off resolutions years ago, uh, citing that they just don't stick. And in thinking about what to talk about today, I came across a really great opinion article in the New York Times written by Tish Harrison Warren, entitled, 10 New Year's Resolutions That Are Good for the Soul. And in this column, she, she admitted that in her own life, resolutions never have really worked, but that she became curious about resolutions that would benefit our souls, that may benefit us on a deeper level as individuals, or even that would help the, say, soul of our nation or our world right now. And she then asked that question to different theologians and um, people from different backgrounds, and she got some very interesting answers. And so she talked to 10 different people. I'm going to highlight two of the ideas from that article and then add some of my own. And so the first idea that I thought was really interesting was written in by the Reverend Jonathan Michigan, And he talked about thinking about the third person. And so everywhere, I've read many articles and seen lots of reporting lately on the fact that as adults we are kind of melting down when we're talking to um customer care on the phone or you know even trying to get a table at a restaurant and things aren't going our way. I think that the collective stress has been has kind of gotten to a boiling point. And so more and more people, more and more adults are kind of acting out and just losing it with others. And so I thought this was a really poignant and timely resolution. And it's think about the third person. So This idea that every time we act, our actions affect more people than we actually see. And he gives the example of sending an angry email to someone. And if if I send an angry email, say, to a customer service um, agent that I'm trying to, you know, fix a problem with, um, that person who receives my angry email will definitely be, be affected, right? Their mood their outlook for the day um, will definitely be affected. But then the key with this one is thinking about who who next will be affected. So maybe that person is working from home or maybe when they get home from work that night, they sort of take their irritation and agitation out on their spouse or their child. And thinking about like what the effect of your actions will be as as the as the stone in the pond creates ripples outward. And so I just thought thinking about the third person is a really elegant resolution. And it may create a little bit of space between stimulus and response for us sometimes before we go from zero to 100 if we're getting really upset, if our our temper is short, if we're sort of losing it. The other idea from this column that I really thought was, it just made me pause, was written by Andy Crouch, who is the author of something called The TechWise Family. And his resolution was to engage with the off-screen world first. And he talked about how every morning, wherever he is in the world, he goes outside before he looks at a screen. And how much that small resolution changes his day for the better. He actually writes, it's been kind of ridiculously transformative. Ridiculously, that is, given how simple this discipline is, I have found myself far more grateful, far less anxious, and far less interested in whatever my screens have to tell me that day. He then says, also, for the first time in my life, I consistently know the phase of the moon, which doesn't seem like such a small thing. And so if we're looking for little ways to connect with our soul, and maybe that word doesn't resonate with you, to connect with your higher self, to connect with your deepest knowing. This little action of getting outside, listening to the birds, watching in our backyard we have deer and all different kinds of birds, and I can see the sunrise and the cloud formations and the moon phase, and how that action may really ground and root us in the world of form, before we dive into the world of the screen. And so something um, that really resonated with me, maybe it will resonate with you, maybe you will adopt it for 2022. And so the first one that I would like to add is an idea that I have held for a long time, which is the pause and stillness and how important those really are for our day and how even though I know and you know that some stillness and pausing is really great for us, how it, when life really gets busy, it seems to be the first thing to go, right? We, we don't have time to pause. We don't have time to stillness, for stillness. We just have to charge ahead. And so um, John O'Donohue has long been a teacher of mine. I'm sure many of you are familiar with his work. He um, is an Irish writer who died too soon. And this is a quote that I love from him, from his book, Anamkara. And he says, Stillness is vital to the world of the soul. If as you age, you will become more still, you will discover that stillness can be a great companion. The fragments of your life will have time to unify and the places where your soul shelter is wounded or broken will have time to knit and heal. You will be able to return to yourself. In this stillness, you will engage your soul. Many people miss out on themselves completely as they journey through life. They know others. They know places. They know skills. They know their work. But tragically, they do not know themselves at all. Aging can be a lovely time of ripening when you actually meet yourself, indeed maybe for the first time. There are beautiful lines from T.S. Eliot that say, And the end of all our exploring, will be to arrive where we started and to know the place for the first time, John O'Donohue. And so perhaps 2022 will be the year for you and I that a little bit of stillness, a little bit of pausing, of meditation, whatever it looks like for you, whatever you want to call it by, but that settling in and getting to know yourself, maybe it's in the cards for you. And maybe it's help, maybe it would be helpful to actually chart that in your day. So add that to your calendar. Or maybe make it a habit of just when you awake in the morning, maybe you're sitting outside, and for five to ten minutes, you're just listening to the stillness of yourself. The next idea I had, or the next advice that I have received. That I, can, that I think is a helpful resolution. And, and the way that resolution is spelled in this case is R-E-S-O-U-L, resolution, would be this idea of leaving a little room for the question mark. And I got this one from my dad. My father is a retired family physician, and when he left his medical practice a number of years ago, we were all frankly a little worried about how he would adjust to this new stage in his life. My dad really loved being a physician and viewed it as a great vocation in his life. His days and nights were filled to the brim, helping others for many, many years. My brothers even made up a drinking game out of my dad's favorite phrase once he entered retirement, which was self-indulgent. Whenever any of us asked him about his day, he would share how he went for a bike ride or played a round of golf. The activity would vary, but he would invariably end with, It was a bit self-indulgent. We needn't have worried about our dad too much, however. He quickly found free medical clinics in both Illinois and Florida to volunteer at, and he took up courses on everything from Spanish to mythology to algebra. Recently, I called my dad to ask him a favor, and one of my dear friends had flown unexpectedly to Florida in the same area as my parents in order to assist her parents who were sick. She was unsure if they had pneumonia, and she asked if my dad would consider coming by and doing an unofficial house call to give her advice. When I called my dad and explained the situation, he said without hesitation, of course. He then said, it's so interesting, a A few months ago, I began a new experiment. Each morning, I write out my to-do list for the day. I have started to end the list with a question mark. The question mark is my way of making space in my day for whatever God may want me to do. Since starting this simple practice, I am amazed how just by making space, something rises each day. Thank you for filling my question mark today. And so, leave a little room for a question mark. What, you know, we're being asked, I think, to... Be in sacred relationship with one another, to be servants for one another. Another great physician, Albert Schweitzer, once said that the purpose of human life is to serve and to show compassion and the will to help others. In my work coaching others, this question of what is my purpose rises for just about everyone. And so helping others and leaving a little room for the question mark in your day seems to be a really easy way to interact with the universe for the universe to show you where you are needed. Rhonda Bitten said, being willing makes you able. And so just being willing to leave a little room in your day for a question mark, I think again and again can surprise us in what shows up to fill that space. And so the last idea to resolve to connect with your soul to maybe enhance the soul of the world is to commit to laugh more in the new year. Over the Christmas break, my family and I were lucky enough to attend live theater in Chicago, and we went to see a play called The Play That Goes Wrong. And I can say undoubtedly it was the funniest live theater experience I have ever been part of. (laughs) Um, My kids and I and my husband laughed to the point of tears, like belly ached laughed. There was a woman in the audience behind us that her comments were so funny that my husband and I talked for a long time afterwards, whether or not she was part of the show. And we just felt spent in the best way possible. After this performance, we felt connected and open and hopeful And laughter can do that for us. And lots of medical studies show that there are many, we know there are psychological benefits to laughter. Laughter eases our sense of anxiety and depression. It can make us feel more connected and open-hearted. But there are also many physiological health benefits to laughter. Things like lowering our blood pressure, increasing our pain tolerance. And so, Laughter is a free, easy tool that can enhance our life. There was actually, in in doing research for this podcast, I came across an article um, in the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine that is seriously looking at laughter as a prescription that doctors are going to offer to patients. And so why not resolve to find more ways to bring laughter into your life? And I would be remiss in talking about laughter not to bring up the idea of laughter yoga, which my dear friend Jody Rich introduced me to years ago. It is a, it is a practice that was uh, started in India, and it is a group class where you laugh on purpose until you're laughing spontaneously. And some of my best memories with my friends, I even brought my mom to a class, are in laughter yoga. So if you can um, do a little research, if you happen to have any laughing or laughter yoga practitioners in your area, it is at first kind of a strange experience, but it is a wonderful experience. And uh, why not give it a try? Laughter really is the best medicine. And so folks, there you have five ideas, five resolutions that may help us, may benefit our soul as individuals, or may help the soul of our world. And if you have ideas for these resolutions, I would love to hear them. Um, you could comment. Um, you can send me an email at avinbanish at gmail.com. And I would love to crowdsource some more ideas for resolutions in the new year. And so my, my prayer and my hope for everyone listening is a year full of peace and growth some laughter, good health, and connection. Until next time, onward in love, Abean.